Yeah, yeah. Yeah. DC. Uh, road to the glory. Who wanna be a millionaire? Taking care of your people, that's how you really care. I'm making hits down the line, and it's very fair. So if you looking for the dawn, I'm everywhere. Everywhere, yet still you're nowhere at all. I've been all around the world, still nothing to call. My scene, my home, my queen, I don't. I'm tired of sitting in dreams, now I'm mastering mine. Yes, yes, because I'm faster than time. I had to slow it down, bring it back for this rhyme. <laughs> yes, I'm just mastering time. Even when I'm off the track, you know I'm mastering mine. I'm a mastermind. I had to slow it down and give you bastards some time. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm back to shine. Inshallah, just to pass the time. DC. Ohio. Welcome to another episode of El Gonzo de Tabrana. My name is Don Collins and I will be your host today. Look, it's 7.02 in the morning. I'm just going to get right into it. Uh, there was a lot that was going on yesterday, but I, I'm really going to try to keep it keep it concise for the most part. Um, so <clears throat> getting right into it. The Lakers took game four yesterday. Uh, this game is crazy. The Lakers are now up 3-1 to one in the series. Golden State is on the ropes. The dynasty is on life support. Okay? But let me, let me just start with the nitty-gritty. Lonnie Walker scored all 15 of his points in the fourth quarter to lead the Los Angeles Lakers to a 104-101 win over the Golden State Warriors last night. This puts the Lakers one win away from the Western Conference Finals. The performance marked the first time a Laker has scored 15 points or more in the fourth quarter of a playoff game since Kobe Bryant did it 26 years ago. LeBron James and Anthony Davis also played key roles in the win, with Davis put it to rest his on-again, off-again stigma this postseason. The Lakers will play the winner of Phoenix versus Denver in the Western Conference Finals. And let me tell you what that means for y'all. Look, going into this series... Obviously, Golden State was coming off of uh, an immaculate, an immaculate series against the Sacramento Kings, where they ended up, you know, um, going to seven games. And Steph Curry put on a masterful performance, where he scored fifty points to advance to the next round. Um, the Lakers, obviously, you know, had had not had to go to such drastic measures because they were able to dispatch the Memphis Grizzlies relatively, not not easily isn't the word, but Memphis was just simply not the same after after it, it became more stuff off the court. Um, but with that being stated, like putting Golden State, the defending champions on the brink of elimination, is just like, where do the Warriors kind of go from here? Their team is kind of capped out. Their team is is aging. The core is aging. They they missed on James Wiseman. Um, they've overpaid for Jordan Poole now, um, and it, it just simply is. You know, I don't I don't want to focus on the negative because this is a long season. They have done a lot, but like they have a lot of decisions to make going forward with 
with that being stated, I do not want to dwell on, you know, what Golden State isn't accomplishing. I want to talk about what the Los Angeles Lakers are accomplishing on the basketball court. So LeBron James, we already know LeBron James is one of the best, is the best basketball player ever. Like I'm a Bulls fan, Michael Jordan, my second favorite player of all time behind Derrick Rose. Um, and that's just personal, obviously not equating the basketball greatness on the court of the two, but you get the point. LeBron James is the best basketball player that we have ever seen. I said that on my very first podcast, um, some years ago, shout out Lewis Thompson for helping me create can't be stopped um, or coming up with can't be stopped. And I just contributed, but now things have changed. LeBron James has fulfilled the prophecy that I stated back on that first episode. He has surpassed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most points in NBA history. He's a four time NBA champion. And right now the Los Angeles Lakers with Anthony Davis and, and a retooled roster that was highlighted by getting Jared Vanderbilt and D'Angelo Russell. They look like they are. They look like they might be the, the the favorites to win it all at this point. I mean, the the NBA playoffs have gone completely off the rails. But at this point, if Anthony Davis shows up as Anthony Davis does, and first game of the series he was thirty points, twenty three rebounds, dominating on defense, played the whole second half. Anthony Davis is a generational talent. So now we're talking about possibly seeing the bubble duo continue to dominate and torment the NBA because Golden State has no answer. Like, th- this, this was kind of it. For me, um, this was a game that they, they, had to, they had to win. You go down 3-1, <laughs> LeBron James is not going to lose this series. Um, this is not, this is not pre, you know, Kevin Durant. This, this Golden State Warriors team is not the same. The core is not the same. The role pieces are not the same. The, the, the money-making guys off the bench are a tad expensive relative. Draymond Green doesn't seem to look like he has the same level of like impact in terms of threatening off the ball to score. This is a lot. But so are the Los Angeles Lakers. They're a force to be reckoned with. And anytime you have the best basketball player ever, you got a chance to win it, not just the series, to win it all. So with that being stated, we're going to see if LeBron could get it done on Wednesday. LeBron and company could get it done on Wednesday. But <laughs> it ain't looking too good for them boys by the bay. Head in the clouds and I'm thinking aloud. Silence of the lamb, it created the shroud. <laughs> Pocket was empty, maybe passing with Stroud. Now I'm ahead in the clouds, I'm never uttering sounds. I'm the best up in your city, I'm the best in your town. Ask all of the people, they asking around. Talking investments, paper cash is inbound. Train to Manhattan, they just passenger bound. DC. Oh.
obviously the the world of Chicago sports is not exactly up right now. Uh, the Chicago Bulls did not qualify for postseason contention past the the playing game, and honestly, I I just don't know where this team goes from here. Um, the team with Lonzo Ball healthy looks like it it can be a force, but we cannot see Lonzo Ball healthy. So I'm praying for Zoe's health, uh, rehabbing and coming back from this this latest injury that doesn't have too good of a prognosis. But when your last name is Ball, you are destined to play ball. So I, I want him to continue his career. He's 25 years old. It just doesn't seem fair um, that this happens to him. Um, and life isn't fair, but I'm going to pray for that brother because I really do want to see him back onto the basketball court. Uh, Paul George made a very good point. There's not too much that Lonzo Ball cannot do on a basketball court that impacts winning. Like, that doesn't impact winning. Like, he is one of those players uh, that just, you can't even quantify it, but when you see it, it makes basketball fun. But this is not necessarily about basketball at this point um, in the state of Chicago sports. The Chicago Cubs played last night. I don't even want to talk about this game. I really don't, but like I do have to talk about it just because the Cubs are my favorite team in all of sports. If you don't know, now you know. Um, but yesterday, Wilson Contreras made his return to Wrigley um, as a member of the St. Louis Cardinals. I'll take a moment. So Wilson Contreras, obviously he's returning. It's an emotional day. Um, it was it was. Not unexpected that he would leave the Cubs, but it was definitely like, okay, bro, like you really picked you really picked that rival. But I'm happy for Wilson. I'm happy that he found a place, you know, apparently that is better and good for him. But with that being stated, the Cubs have a lot of growing pains that they're going through. But we're starting to call up that young talent so that then they can also now sign and we can really get a barometer on is a Christopher Morrell, you know, it is um, Nelson Velasquez. Like, are we are we getting the kids that are going to impact winning like how it was in 2015, 2016, uh, when Wilson Contreras was himself a young prospect and a burgeoning superstar on the offensive side of things? Um, so with that being stated, you know, they lost yesterday 3-1. Not too happy about it, but all is not bad in the city of Chicago, even though the losing continues for the majority of the franchises. The Chicago Blackhawks have won the NHL draft lottery and will have the right to select junior center Connor Bedard as the first overall pick. The 17-year-old Canadian has been labeled a generational talent by Vinny, and Blackhawks general manager Kyle Davison is expected to add him to our team. The Anaheim Ducks will select second. The Columbus Blue Jackets will select third. The lottery involves 16 teams that did not make the Stanley Cup playoffs. So it's a whole lot of losing that's going on in Chicago. But the Bears walked away with the number one pick and traded multiple times. The Blackhawks have walked away with the number one pick. And they better not trade this because anytime you start talking about generational talents, they simply better not trade that pick. 
Um, as you as you may not know, I do like hockey. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I know every single little detail like I do, you know, in baseball and basketball. But the Chicago Blackhawks are a team that, you know, I was born in 1995, you know, Michael Reese Hospital, 1995, in the middle of a dynasty on the hardwood. Um, But I was not like a conscious human being to the point where I would appreciate the tail end of the 90s Bulls. I'm obviously seeing the documentary, um, The Last Dance, really allowed me to visualize it in a, a way that I had never seen it before. But for me, growing up in the city of Chicago, like the first time that like someone on one of the sports teams was able to like win, that was when the Chicago Bears went to, you know, the Super Bowl. I thought Devin Hester was going, you know, that oh, Devin Hester was, that was one of my favorite players. Um, he took the kickback and I thought we were going to win. Then I found out who Peyton Manning was. <laughs> So, notwithstanding, the Chicago Blackhawks are my dynasty, like as a sport, as a Chicago sports fan. Winning three championships the way that they did completely changed how, like, what, how I even viewed hockey. Um, it was just constantly on television, obviously. Uh, we were the epicenter of the, the National Hockey League, and it was a dynasty. It, it was sad when Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane were, you know, told they were no longer going to be with the team. It was a sad day watching them leave. But collecting the number one pick in the draft ushers in a whole new era of Chicago hockey. The Bears are bringing in a new era of football. The Cubs are bringing in, uh, hopefully, you know, a return because, hey, 2016, that's the crown jewel of Chicago sports right now. But the Blackhawks have hope again. And that's pretty much all we can ask for, you know, on ice. So kudos to whoever management decides to bring in. Uh, That's a life-changing draft pick for us. And yeah, that's kind of my Chicago sports update. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. DC, uh, road to the glory, who wanna be a millionaire? Taking care of your people, that's how you really care. I'm making hits down the line, and it's very fair. So if you looking for the dawn, I'm everywhere. Everywhere, you still get nowhere at all. I've been all around the world, still nothing to call. My scene, my home, my queen, I don't. I'm tired of sitting in dreams, now I'm mastering mine. Yes, yes, because I'm faster than time. I had to slow it down, bring it back for this rhyme. <laughs> yes, I'm just mastering time. Even when I'm off the track, you know I'm mastering mine. Yes, I'm a mastermind. I had to slow it down and give you bastards some time. <laughs> yes, and now I'm back to shine. Inshallah, just to pass the time. DC. to the tail end here if you didn't if you didn't stuck around for this long thank you but i gotta talk about this 
uh, because I definitely think this is very, very, very important in the scope of everything. So I want to end today with uh, one of my favorite players ever, um, regardless of sport, regardless of, of, you know, allegiances to sports teams. Um, Brittany Griner actually spoke out about, you know, all the, the fame and attention she's been getting since, you know, she returned home. Um, so WNBA star Brittany Griner spoke about the overwhelming nature of her newfound fame after attending the White House Correspondents' Dinner and the Met Gala. She said the platform can be used to raise awareness for other issues, including the release of detainees. Griner attended both events after being well-known for her time pertained in Russia. Despite the positive experiences, Griner found the few days crazy and was exhausted by the travel schedule. She also expressed a desire for more private travel for her and her team in the WNBA. Griner was quoted by stating, I mean, it's cool because now I'm able to reach even more people and bring them into the WNBA and then also keep them aware of other detainees that are still left behind right now and that we're trying to get home. She also stated that it was an honor to be there. It was magical just meeting everyone, seeing all the stars that were there. Um, she said it was pretty dope, speaking on being at the Met Gala and the White House dinner. Uh, if you don't know, Brittany Griner was detained in Russia for for a little bit, like, you know, quite some time. Um, obviously, we can, we can, I don't want to have a discourse about like, you know, oh, maybe she said this in the past and then had to come to, the U.S. had to come to her defense. She's an American citizen. She is a pioneer in her sport and she is home now. And that that brought, you know, tears to my eyes the day that they announced that Brittany was coming home. Um, Brittany is one of those players that is a generational talent, but it is superseding the sport of basketball because she is a pioneer in women's basketball. Uh, the WNBA is a league that, that needs our support. Um, not just because of, and this is not turning into one of those pity parties. This is not like saying, Hey, go watch the W. No, like empowering our women to be the best versions of themselves is something that we should always be doing as men. And it's something that I simply do. I see too much negativity online. So I'm I'm going to speak out on this today because these issues need to be addressed. Um, and I, I applaud Brittany for using her platform now to address the fact that our WBA superstars are traveling around the country as, you know, I pay for regular airfare. You know, I'm not a world-class athlete. I'm not an Olympian. I'm not an, a, a, a champion in my sport. Okay, I'm just Don. Um, so I do believe that multi-billion and millionaires need to get together to accommodate these athletes if we're going to be asking them to be, you know, perfect role models. Um, we're going to ask them to to be in the public eye, be in the spotlight. I think it's something that is a conversation that needs to be continued to have going forward. But I believe that's just a simple right. Um, as, as a, as a human, I don't, if I got an airplane ticket, I'm taking the plane now, instead of driving, it, it, it should be the same for our WNBA athletes. This is, you know, it's not collegiate, you know, it's not, it's not professional amateur. They are professionals and 
that does you know and the WNBA team is not cheap. It it should be something that is just included. Oh, so kudos to Brittany for not only just surviving the ordeal that she had went through, but now using her her fame and her platform to continue to elevate and try to speak out on certain things and just move the game forward. Well, basketball doesn't have a gender. Basketball doesn't have a religion. Basketball does not have, you know, a, a sexual orientation. Basketball does not have a race. Basketball does not have anything that would deter someone from being a fan. And I think too oftentimes we see a lot of discourse about, hey, don't, no, 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 this ain't, the, no. We don't support our women going forward. And there will not be silence about this either. We will be supporting our women playing basketball because they are some damn good hoopers, all right? And ball is life. So with that being stated, this is another episode of El Gonzo de Taberna. If you have not been paying attention, okay, I have tried a few different things, but I am blessed to be back and doing what I love. So for those who don't know, my name is Don. I go by Nyan Don. Um, you can check me out on all socials on Athenion Don, A-N-I-O-N-D-O-N. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you, you know, keep keep up to date with what I'm doing. I'm gonna try to be doing this a little bit more often. I love what I do. I'm blessed and I'm honored. Also go spend some of my music. Yeah, spend some of that music. I got new stuff on the way. I'll also be performing all summer. So with that being stated, once again, my name is Don. I want to thank you for joining me for an episode of El Gonzo de Tabern, the podcast you never knew you needed. Have a blessed one. Keep an eye on things. Head in the clouds and I'm thinking aloud. Silence of the lamb, it created the shroud. <laughs> Pocket was empty, maybe passing with Stroud. Now I'm ahead in the clouds, I'm never uttering sounds. I'm the best up in your city, I'm the best in your town. Ask all of the people, they asking around. Talking investments, paper cash is inbound. Train to Manhattan, they just passenger bound. DC. Oh.